a very expensive Mickey Mouse watch hits the market, a new watch company starts up in India, is the SKX the ultimate dive watch? Welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. You're joined by Sam and Chris. Chris, how have you been? Excellent. Excellent. Enjoying the long weekend? Yeah, it's been Labor Day weekend here, so I actually managed to knock out a review, which will be coming right. up soon. It's probably going to be a, one of the last watch reviews I do for a, for a while while mm-hmm. we concentrate on this news content and also with work and everything. It's just finding the time for these things. Nice. But, uh, anyway. Nice. Well, Chris, you wanted to kick it off with an update to the One Watch Challenge that we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, it kind of like falls into a wristwatch tech too. So still have it, still have it on. C65 chronograph. On the, uh, on the color strap, and I got a little strap story. <laughs> so... Uh, so it comes the, the, it's, it's a, like the vintage, um, diver strap, right? And it comes with the vintage diver buckles, which are these little tiny thin, I don't, I could grab them, but like they're maybe three millimeters thick and there's two of them and I couldn't stand them. So I had to, (laughs) so we had, we have a strap down. So, uh, of all the things I can nitpick. Uh, I'm going to nitpick the uh, keeper on the back of the... So this is a silicone keeper that I replaced it with. Nice, you know, big silicone one. Works great. So that's what we're going to go so with. So it's the but, Tropic yeah, the original, strap. The, the Christopher the tropic, That's right, the Tropic Strap. Own yes. branded Tropic Strap. Correct. Correct. The keepers are a little small, and they kept kind of flopping out and going everywhere. So I was like, I need something more substantial. And so, yes, uh, I definitely feel like if that is the only complaint I have... We're doing pretty well. Yes. And I'm also wearing my Christopher Ward as well. And because we've been doing the One Watch Challenge, if anybody's not familiar, the month of September, we did it last year, but we've uh, head on over to the Facebook group because we've got a couple of members who are, we're trying to wear the same watch for the entire month, aren't we? But we're allowed, uh, the rules are allowing strap changes, aren't they, Chris? Yeah. 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 Like don't, don't put your watch in danger. Don't endanger it. You don't have to, no power tools. If you don't have, you don't need to take a shower with it. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as much, as, as go crazy with strap changes. And it's interesting. Uh, we'll we'll continue to have this discussion. I enjoy the fact. I enjoy almost the opposite too. Like the people that like refuse it. The so you got a couple. We've got some protests. Yeah, the protest. Right. And so I'm totally fine with that too because it brings some interesting dialogue into it it's like well why would you do that and this sort of thing and it's great it's great so i'm enjoying it and uh we'll also enjoy the stories yeah and head on over to the facebook group Uh, we've had a ton of new members i wanted to do a shout out to um marcello who joined and said that he really enjoys our high quality content so before he realizes he's joined the wrong facebook group (laughs) (laughs) and he meant to join uh teddy balbazar or uh, barker jack but uh, no we appreciate it and uh, mm-hmm. We've had quite a few new members this week, so uh, welcome everyone that has joined. We've got some great conversation going over there, and yeah, especially yeah. about the One Watch Challenge, people sharing their collections, people winding we, me uh, up about homage watches. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We we had a uh, chrono group, the uh, OC Chrono group got together. Really in person, uh, in person. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was good. We had you know a bunch of masks, and we were being safe, and people that didn't, you know, we we're doing stuff kind of outside, inside. It was. Everybody was uh, being safe. And uh, but it was like our, you know, in person for the first time in a long time was a lot of fun. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I got some I uh, got some comments that were that appreciate the podcast. So uh, thank you to uh, to my OC Chrono 
Chrono Group uh, guys out there who are uh, tuning in. You've had a watch obsession this week, haven't you? Yeah. Speaking of the uh, Chrono Group, I had a friend who I follow on Instagram uh, post up this picture, and I'll make sure I get a copy of it to Sam so he can show everybody here. But uh, it was a picture of a cool-looking field watch. Looks, you know, titanium field watch that I had never seen, but it had gotten water in it. And so the the movement was kind of all rusty frozen, and he had taken a picture of it, and... Uh, the person that posted it, he didn't he didn't know kind of what movement it was and kind of assumed like it was just, you know, some it was a Kickstarter. So it was like a Chinese movement. Wasn't really sure. And I took one look at the automatic rotor and I was like, oh, that's a NH35. Like I just knew it. It was a little was a little uh, uh, special moment for me as a watch watch geek. Uh, so I was like, hey, you know, are you going to like, do you want to do anything with that? And so I just reached out with him on Instagram and. You know, because I'm, you know, apparently open for projects here at the uh, workshop. Uh, I I said, hey, you know, like I've got parts and pieces. Let me let me take it apart. Let me see if I can get going again. So that was uh, that was a project that I kind of put on my plate. I didn't even expect to have completed it, but like Friday, I I had it all out and cleaned up, and so put and replaced the movement in it. And again, we'll show you some pictures. I've got it here and got it going again. But um, but I want to definitely. So here it is. And so I'm not going to mention the brand, but maybe you know who this is. And the reason why I'm not going to mention the brand is because it's a Kickstarter brand. And now I'm going to warn the audience about why you shouldn't buy Kickstarters. <laughs> so this one inside was was kind of rough. So I was not, I was not pleasantly surprised or I was very unpleasant when I opened this up. So yes, it has a, a Seiko movement in it. It's off, off the shelf Seiko NH35. So, you know, decent enough micro brand movement, totally fine. Reasonable for the price that I think that they were selling them at. Um, they put a brass movement holder in that didn't quite fit. And so... If the stem, if the crown was not in, the the entire movement could actually move. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe there was like a gasket that was missed because apparently this watch was taken apart before. Um, don't really know the entire backstory. So could be, could be something there. But I was definitely sort of disappointed when I got in there. And again, this water, you know, we had water ingress into the case. And that was the sort of the first thing I wanted to track down is like, can I make the case waterproof again or water resistant? The crown tube only had one rubber seal on it. So one single seal. So very much your dress watch, right? If you were looking at an ISO certified diver, if you were looking at a Seiko turtle, if you're looking at a, any, of the, any of the Seiko divers, you would actually have two O-rings on the crown stem itself that would make a seal so that you kind of have double protection there. Um, so this only had one single one, not on the, on the crown, but actually in the, in the tube. And that, you know, I think part of the reason why Seiko puts it on the crown is because it, it's, it's easy to inspect. You can see if it's damaged. If it's up inside the crown and you have to dig it out with tweezers carefully anyway. So like the chances of you destroying it are high. Just trying to like inspect it. So was able to find a replacement for it. 
Um, everything else, the seal on the back of the, the case was fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, maybe it was because this was like an early watch again, Kickstarter. Uh, but you know, this stuff is fraught with danger. So you, this is why, uh, you know, this kind of goes back to our conversation we were having, you know, like this is why you pick, uh, maybe a brand with more, uh, authenticity, more, more experience. Yeah. Than than some of the than some of the newer Instagram darling watch out there. Yeah, I mean I've bought two watches off. I mean the Walbrook was a highlight. The uh, Mayan one that I bought the first time round was not it looked stunning, but there was definite QC issues. I think because mm-hmm. oftentimes these are new brands that are starting up, they don't have that supply chain, that trusted supply chain behind them yet. Right. I think you do right. have to wait till sometimes you have to wait, but it, a lot of times you're you're getting a watch, but you're really back in the company at the same time. So if you really believe yeah. in the vision, then the watch yeah. is sometimes a bonus. I mean, but... Right, right. Like almost, I mean, if you go into it thinking like, if this is their first watch, you're a beta tester, yes. basically. Yeah, <laughs> so so some of the decisions they made, the click spring on the bezel um, was starting to rust. So I don't know what they made that out of um and i don't know why they didn't coat that but i coated it so hopefully it'll it'll be okay for the next hundred years but um little things like that little details like that that you wouldn't know if you just saw it so i i mean i again not to take anything away i love the dial on so super unique dial on this watch um fun like i'd never seen it looks you know totally looks the part of like a military field watch doesn't it Kind of, yeah. The case is that, like, the side profile, definitely, of that, like, you know, that, like, um, uh, not, it's not, uh, it's that, uh, uh, like sandblasted, oh, yeah. yeah, sandblasted finish, not, not polished or, uh, or brushed. Industrial cool. So, yeah, and it, you know, it wasn't, and it wasn't too much money, but at, at the same time, it, like, I think it, uh, I think it holds some, some sentimental value. And certainly, I, I wanted to, you know, I want to, Wanted to have the challenge of keeping it running, but uh, but I definitely learned learned some stuff when I was when I was in there. I mean, I've not really had a watch obsession. Something interesting did happen as well. I ended up selling the X thirty three watch. Now I'm not going to talk about how I sold it yet, partly because this week's sponsor is Chrono24. I sold it through a another means that wasn't Chrono24. So I will talk about it next week because the process hasn't finished yet, but it's a process that we've talked about in the past. And I know that I know that the audience will be interested in how I got on with it. So we'll talk mm. about that, but the X33 has gone. Well, okay. let's dive into a thrilling, another thrilling episode of Hit or Miss. A little bit of background here. The hit or miss this week is this Mickey Mouse watch, but a little bit of background here. For anyone that doesn't know, I am a big Disney fan. More of the theme parks. I love the theme parks. It's no, It was no accident that we ended up in Orlando, Florida, as one of the destinations <laughs> we wanted to live at. So I, yeah. I naturally would like a Mickey Mouse watch. In fact, I own that Mickey Mouse Invicta watch. But this one, so this comes from... They're calling it the Gerald Genta watch. And Gerald Genta was the designer, I probably pronounced his name wrong, I apologize, uh, the designer who did the Nautilus and various other 
uh, watches. But this, uh, I didn't realize that he sold, the company sold to um, Bulgari in 2000. Mm. Anyway, they've created this limited edition watch, which is a Mickey watch. And it's kind of inspired from his previous one. This one, I believe they've made a platinum and a steel version, but let's just, this is, of course, how dinky. And There's a lot. I didn't realize Gerald Genta had a icon. Like, he's got a lot of, there's a logo. His logo is on there. His name is on there. Exactly. That's interesting. So using That's his name, even though he sadly passed away, I think, in the early 2000s. But yes, so this will be limited to 150 pieces, and this is going to be... Sixteen thousand five hundred dollars. So it, it's got it's got an interesting movement inside, but it's got the so it's the so the hand is the so it's a jump hour I assume yes. it's got the yeah. yeah so you've got the I see so the hour and then the minutes are Mickey's hand. I am a big Disney fan, but this is a ginormous stretch for me but i do know there is some very wealthy disney park fans so i think this will sell out but what do you think chris do you think this is a yeah i think i think yeah if you're um what's it uh what's it club 33 is that what we're club is that the wealthy fans of it that is yeah that's is that right, the yeah. that's the level of fans that we need in order to afford this one well yeah if anybody doesn't know what club 33 is it's a it's a a super exclusive VIP private membership club and the mm-hmm. the clubs are actually in the Disney parks so there's one in Disneyland there's what there's a mm-hmm. couple over here in fact I think there's one in Epcot there's one in certainly in like the Magic the, Kingdom the waiting list the waiting list to get in is years is just years yes. and then once you're once you're picked there's uh there's some monetary financial responsibility that you oh absolutely <laughs> that you could uh you know of of levels of this uh of this time piece so this so. is certainly you're, you're spot on this is probably aimed squarely at there's the original squarely at oh, the okay oh, oh go uh, put the original back up okay so my first thought was i was gonna ding them because they had gerald genta's name all over it and i was a little like this is kind of like you know, this is kind of like the car designer, you know, um, you know, Pininfarina, you know, Enzo for, yeah, put, putting all of that, you know, putting all their name on all of it, right? Where you're like, oh, it's the Pininfarina Lotus or whatever. So I was a little taken off by that, but the original does say Gerald Dental on the dial. So, okay. I'm probably going to get some comments in the comment section about this. I think this is a hit for people that can afford it, but I also think it's very expensive and right you could definitely yeah. you can definitely buy mouse watches with mickey mouse where both of his hands tell the time for considerably right. cheaper right. i think exactly. um i didn't yeah. realize this that citizen is the official watch partner of the disney parks now it makes sense because the oh, okay. watch a citizen and obviously they've got the tie-in okay. with the other things but uh that little shout out for citizen there it yeah. wasn't a rolex or omega thing yeah, yeah. And then pretty good for Citizen, too, because that opens them up to, like, all of the... Don't they do... Oh, that's right. They do all the Star Wars watches. and the uh, Marvel. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal for them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, good for Citizen there. Um, yeah, normally I had only one bone to pick there, but I'm going to say it's a hit, too, with the same caveat that, like, you're a Club 33 member. It's a hit. <laughs> Maybe for uh, the... Uh, the watches that I review or the watches that our audience loves, it's way overpriced for what it is. But for that specific right. high value Disney fan, I think it's I right, think it's gonna right. be a hit. That's, 
But yeah, but we gave you options, so you know, pick up the pick up a nice citizen if you can't if you can't afford the uh, Gerald Genta design. <laughs> well, well, next up, Houdinki was showing this long jeans. The article writer here, Logan Baker, mm-hmm. was really taken by this. It's so it's one of their. Are they call I forget. Oh, forget what they call this now is it like the legendary or the iconic range or something the spirit watch spirit right but it it comes from that where i mean long jeans really did a good job of those watches last year these uh, pilot inspired watches but this one is in titanium what do you think of the look of this i like that they went with the no date version I, I did not like the date version of the spirit. I, I hate that it's got yeah. no dates on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I but I feel like where they put the date, they chopped off half the, the three. That's so it looked enough, like yeah. the edge of a B and they left the... So instead of completely removing the indice, they, they left like this half B indice. It was very strange. So I'm glad they didn't do that on this one. Um, cool. I mean, pff, titanium field on a nato looks amazing i like the uh is the it looks like the bracelet's new different i don't remember the originals having looks very omega-esque doesn't it that yeah with those the inner polished link there hmm interesting yeah i don't remember if the original had it but uh it looks it looks the part Uh, yeah i like the look of this so it's grade five titanium super luminova 40 millimeters which i think is a, a, a good size Perfect. And it's yeah, using I so. the, I don't know if Longines use, I mean, they're owned by um, Swatch Group, aren't they? So it's probably, let's just see if this Caliber L888 is actually a version of, I'm sure it's not in-house. I'm yeah. Sure it's, oh, it's well, it's, it's the, yeah, it's the Swatch uh, cheeky way to cheat in-house. I mean, I'm not cheating it, but it's basically like, they they have ETA, so they're like they can just claim they can claim in house because it's like one com- one giant conglomeration. So so it's COSC certified. And oh wow! Okay, two thousand six hundred and fifty with the bracelet okay. two thousand seven hundred and fifty. What do you, okay? So do you think that's uh, what do you think of that price uh, range? Fair, that's fair. Now uh, I just watched your uh, Mike France interview. Yeah, big plug for last week's show and was super stunned that he just gave away the cost of cost certification Blown just away. was like yeah just like gave it a name so so if you didn't watch that definitely check out that interview uh but he was like 50 dollars. so so i'm sure it is less it you know i'm sure there's some scale uh if you know you're brightling and you're sending them every single watch i'm sure brightling doesn't pay 50 dollars. but the fact that it's that cheap um so it it definitely helps me and Sam calibrate. So when, you know, when I see the cost certification, I get excited because we're both uh, accuracy snobs. I get excited, but now I know sort of what value. I would have put, what, like a like maybe 250 I thought it was in the hundreds. I would have put yeah. it in the hundreds because those those Swiss companies where they offer both, some Formex and a few others that offer COSC and non-COSC certified, don't they? And there is a delta. Mike was saying that the reason that there's sometimes a cost delta beyond its actual core cost is because it does take three weeks, which is satisfying to know that. But also, Mm -hmm. why aren't all movements? You would think all movements in watches that are over $1,000 could 
be. Yeah, or or at least uh, you would want the company that is uh, building those to do the same certification process. You know, like I've seen, I, I, I saw a thing that I think you can bring, like, I think you can bring it in-house, like actual, but it has to be like a separate area and it has to be like controlled by, like, it's like, it has to be like, you know, controlled by a separate company kind of thing, but you can bring it in-house so they don't have to like ship the watches, this kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you, you, you make a good point. Like why, if you know what the certification is and you know what it takes, why not just buy the, you know, the handful of testing machinery that you know that you're watching that you're that you're putting these you know two thousand plus dollar movements watches together um to get that done so interesting yeah i think um i think msrp land of would you say 20 2200 2750 20, with the brace 2750 okay yeah a little little pricey i would i would expect that to come down um to you know to be in the actual you know purchase price like twenty four hundred, I think that is. I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't. Know if, I, I never. Swiss. I know Breitling. You can always get them on grey market, but I don't know about Longines. Is that well, grey market, darling, as well? Uh, no, I don't think it's necessarily grey market. I just feel like uh, they they're a brand uh, that they their dealers usually discount. So we're we're used to you know living in the Rolex world where you're absolutely not getting any sort of discount off of suggested retail price when you when when they have the watch at at your dealership um oh and i want to go off on a rolex tangent so we'll put a pin in that uh but the brands that are out there now um you know we'll, we'll often see you know 15 and 20 percent off as a, as a, for dealers to to offer um, so, so don't be afraid, you know, if you go, you know, you're not going to get, you know, don't start with 30, but like, it's totally fair for you to expect or ask for, you know, a five, 10% discount on a, on a new watch. Um, so for those of you in the market and, um, yeah, my back to my Rolex thing quick, I talked to a friend who, uh, have you heard that Rolex dealers are now putting in not the the demonstration models have you heard about this no so apparently at certain dealerships allegedly uh allegedly they're they're putting in these display models so that they have something there to show people because you know as as we've discussed the problem is basically they're they just have these empty stores in las vegas and new york etc so i guess uh they're putting like watches with like dead either uh with like the weight of it that don't have movements in them oh, or something really? like they used yeah. to do with mobile phones back in the day yeah yeah so i'd be i'd be curious if any of uh anyone listening has some more info on that we'll have to uh check in with our uh check in with our rolex dealer yeah, i mean i would be amazed if rolex did that based on the fact that they don't want those demonstration models getting into the wrong hands do they Especially exactly like a watch like if somebody got that case and then put started putting their own movements in them or right somebody stole yeah. it and passed it off as a i mean i would think that was more of a it, you would also I, I don't know how they would get around with around it except for having the watch how how would like, they get around? Not yeah. If I was gonna do it, I would like it would be a special machine case 
I would just literally make it so that you could put a dial in it and put glass in it, and that's it. Like the back of the case would be just a block. <laughs> yeah, but like then you're not. A, you know what I mean? you, but then you've got a real responsibility that you need people still to feel the quality, don't you? Well, yeah. So I mean, I think I think that's yeah. I think that they maybe have tried to do that. Like they, so it has the case back on it, but like maybe it's empty inside. We'll have to. Yeah, I'm I'm curious on this. So this has this has some. We'll have to do some follow up on this one. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll come back to that later. Okay. Well, next story or next subject I wanted to talk over, and this actually stemmed from a Hodinky article. So I'll give Hodinky a little shout out. But I didn't realize that there was a new Indian watch company that had been set up, and it's called the Bangalore Watch Company. So as as I did some research, the Hodinky article actually not only talks about this, but it talks about Indian watchmaking in general. And most people, when they think of Indian watches, they usually think of two brands. They think of HMT, which was, I think, the national, uh, was a nationalized watchmaker in India. And I can be corrected on that in the comment section. And uh, a lot of people think that Rado is an Indian company, but it's actually that oh, Ra- Rado is just, that's yeah, where they sell the most. The- that's what they're marketing. That those, yeah, interesting. Absolutely, yeah. and it, they, they're quite, you know really good watches. The Rado watches, right. but um, yeah. I didn't realize this that technically Favre Louvre is Indian as well. It's sold to an Indian firm from a Swiss oh. company. So that was an eye opener. That was something I didn't realize yeah. in the, which is interesting because Favre Louvre is obviously a very specialist dive watch maker, mm-hmm. and you don't hear mm-hmm. them that often, really. They have that mm-hmm. um, distinctive watch that has where the hour hand is almost insignificant. It's just literally a triangle. Right. And the minute right. hand is it. So diving instruments. They do some mainstream ones. But this yeah. um, Bangalore watch company, they're really going back into wanting to create a luxury watch based in India. And they've got some interesting mm. ones. I thought you'd like this, Chris, because these ones are actually, they're making them in homage to the Indian space program oh okay so we've got horizons okay. and things like that oh okay so the okay for like for mars and etc oh yeah there you go nice so this is going to be a based around space exploration, exploration. it's a husband and wife team oh. i think or it says they're partners so they might not be husband and wife okay. but um okay they look to be quite interesting i'm not sure what what that is in oh, got some, dollars what those yeah and it's got some dollars. looks like it's got some uh gps coordinates in this in the dial seen that before here we go so it's, it's so they're just under a thousand dollars basically so it's using salita movements so that's a pretty good pretty good deal really if you wanted yeah, especially if you're if you're from india and you're looking for that what i thought was quite funny and this is a mm-hmm. a, a little uh poking fun at my own countrymen but India is also very good at cricket, a lot better than the Brits are. <laughs> so they've created a cricket watch to do the various timing features as you're playing cricket. And they've even got a cricket player on the uh, back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cele- ce- celebrating the the sport that we are better at than you. Yes. <laughs> that you gave us. <laughs> that we get, exactly. So I thought, I thought that was pretty interesting. Certainly yeah. one that I'll be following I know I was always yeah. interested in getting a HMT it's, in for you know I, it's interesting I think as as we uh as we kind of go down the road here it, it's interesting to see the countries that are interested in either establishing themselves or sort of reigniting the watchmaking in that particular country 
Um, and the U.S. is no, you know, we're certainly an example of this, uh, where we'd love to, we'd love to, you know, rekindle it. Um, I, I was thinking that, that we should probably expect more of this and we'll probably continue to see more of this from, from, from more countries that, uh, you know, sort of getting into the luxury watch space and kind of striking out on their own. I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, China is very known for their, um, their replica stuff, but you know they have they have their own brands that are trying to establish themselves. Yeah, the well, yeah, and then you've got the, the Hong Kong the based ones like Phoebus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Phoebus, and then yeah, again, so uh, yeah, the Seagull uh, movement as well as the company that's that's in China. Um, so I yeah, I, it's all good because it you know it, it like you're they're trying to establish that you know we have a we're making these luxury watches and you know mm-hmm. sort of a embracing the uh the the heritage and technology it's great it's good to see well before we go into our next story let's just again we are sponsored by chrono 24 if you're interested in selling a watch they do that great buyer protection you can store your own watch collection on there as well which is really cool and see how your overall collection is trending against the market that's a really handy feature that they've got They have a a watch scanner tool as well. They also have virtual showrooms. They have the global shipping. They have that great escrow service where you, the buyer transfers money to you and it stays in escrow or you transfer money via escrow if you're buying a watch. Great selection of new, used and pre-owned and also vintage watches as well. So a big thanks to Chrono24 for again sponsoring the show here. We're, we're loosening it up now. We had a few we had a few news stories, but this one this one kind of got me riled up a little bit for for reasons that will become evident now. But Hodinki once again are singing the praises of the SKX as if it's the the gateway oh. drug for mechanical divers, and they've obviously oh, right. done their own article on it about the value proposition of it. Yes, yes. But they're saying, uh, and this was. And Sam, this was written in um, 20, 2014? Is that this that's was, when this came out? This was not. <laughs> surprise, exactly. This is news off the press from uh, 2014 when everybody was, uh, when yes. the TGV was the only game in town in terms of watch right. YouTubers. And, and it absolutely, absolutely was the dive watch for everyone, 100%. Yeah. Now it is not. Well, exactly. <laughs> and so they've written this article about it. I'm... I'm honest, I've owned an SKX 007, I've owned an SKX 009. I, mm-hmm. tur- I don't know why the turtle isn't talked about as the mm-hmm. best, the gateway drug for dive watch fans, because mm-hmm. in every single way, the turtle is better. I don't mm-hmm. understand the obsession with the SKX 009. So I just, I just had to get that little momentary rant out, but I don't yeah. even know why Hair Dinky have written an article on it to be perfectly honest. It's, yeah, yeah. We uh yeah, no, I'm I, I'm I'm confused as well. I think that I think that back in the I think that back in the day it had a cult status. I think it still kind of does. The mm. the 007. It had a cult status and it was like one of those one of those watches that ISO certified and it just had the like right specs and you could pick them up for like 200 bucks yeah and you could mod them dead easily there was and a could, bunch yep. of people doing some great mods yep. for it as well yeah and so yeah that that went away about two years ago 
So they stopped making them. They've replaced them. Their new 5KX is what we're calling it, the Seiko 5. Um, not ISO certified, um, more expensive. I mean, yes, you could certainly, you know, talk about inflation as why it's more expensive, but, uh, it, it doesn't seem like we got more, uh, we, it seems like we're getting less for, for more cost. Mark at Long Island Watches does his version of the SKX. He used to mod SKXs, and now he's got a similar watch that he makes that, again, is better in almost every single way. He's got sapphire crystal on there. He's got the hacking movement. It's The movement is hand-winding on there as well. That was the thing that really, for me, let down the SKX007 and the SKX009 was the just the awful movement that they put in it, the 7S26, that... They could have easily have put a better movement in it that had hacking. Right. It had yeah. hand winding, especially because they were really pitching this as like a tool, a tool watch. Right. Well, right, you can't. Yeah, it was. It went from. I know it went from, and we've you know, not to belabor the point, but it went from a great value and an okay movement at that price point, and then that all changed. And so that is you know, when you're in the three hundred and fifty dollar range, or you're into and you know, God, Hudinky, how classic is it that you're you're pushing a watch that no one can get anymore? Oh, <laughs> that's discontinued. Yeah. That's uh, that's their thing, isn't it? Because I remember, oh, I think goodness. I, I would I would hazard a guess that I might have even paid like a hundred and twenty dollars for mine in two thousand and fifteen, and in right. five years they've in excess of doubled the prices yeah. for. I mean, I, I think that they well they you know they, certainly they you know they recognize their success. And so they, they, you know, they, they had to change it and, you know, life moves on, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So pick yourself up. Yeah. Long Island watch. Great, great, uh, replacement. Uh, even any, any Orient diver Orient's got some great stuff for that, for that price point. Um, and I can think of, you know, a couple more that, you know, that, that really, that really are the, the brand King, but boy. I think the turtle is more iconic. It wears better. It looks mm-hmm. better. Uh, it, it almost, and there's equally the amount of aftermarket modding things yeah. that you can do to it. Yeah, for sure. So next story, I'm giving Hodinky a lot of love this week, aren't I? I think. I know, well, the, we're back and forth on it. We're swerving down the road with Hodinky. We are. We're, we're on a roller coaster. <laughs> they had. Yeah. They, had um, they, they usually do an article each week about interesting watches that they found, ones that have gone to auction. And they do have some really interesting ones, like movie watches or one-off references. But one thing really spurned my mind today, or I wanted to talk to you about it. They have this gold Daytona, right? Mm -hmm. And it's obviously extremely valuable because it's a gold Daytona. But one of the interesting things with it is that it's engraved with Jimmy John's on the back. So it's obviously given to a Jimmy John's employer. Now, I'll just very briefly, for anyone that's outside of the US, Jimmy John's is, what would you say, Chris, a more upmarket version of Subway? Yeah. Yeah, that's they kind of cut the meat. I think their shtick is that they have, they cut the meat kind of there as, you, as you're queuing yeah. up. Yeah, there, there's usually, for, for whatever reason, there's usually like, you know how there's like one or two people at a Subway? There's usually like 80 people at a Jimmy John's. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they usually have seven people where and there's like people coming and going and doing deliveries and they're they're hopping all the time yeah, so jimmy john's is a, is a really good really good sandwich not not a show sponsor but if they want to sponsor next oh, week yeah. when uh yeah when a chronos 24 sponsor whatever whatever it takes for us to get a gold 
Yeah. So what I mean, the question I've got for you, Chris, is, is there any and we've got to be careful here how I word this, but is there any do you think having a company name on the back would ever devalue a watch in your mind? Maybe, oh, maybe if we maybe we'll keep this more lighthearted because I know certainly there's some you could go down a political angle with this where some companies mm-hmm. that you didn't like morally agree with. But right, do right. You think if you had McDonald's, like DeLorean, or, or, DeLorean Motor Company. Oh, I think that would make back. it more value. I would love I that. I think so now. Well, I. I think it would be less valuable in 1980, and then it would be extremely valuable now. <laughs> oh yeah, you can still buy DeLorean new. You can, oh, they yeah, can still yeah. make them out of the parts, which yeah. is amazing. I think that is even it might even be in Florida, but the fast food chains you could probably get away right. with because they had that Domino's Rolex, didn't they? Right, right. But maybe like, um, okay, we can I can give you another uh, fast food example. Um, Jack in the Box when during their like food poisoning in the 90s oh yeah or like chipotle when they had their their food scare yeah yeah like food scare oof yeah i know for a f- at first hand that i worked at a company which um when i was when i back in the day and it got bought i say back in the day it was only a few years ago but they got bought by this other company that i worked for we got bought by a huge telecoms company but they yeah. used to give their salespeople watches that were engraved. So there's a bunch of Rolexes, a bunch of Rolex date just out there in the wild that have this company's logo. And the company oh. no longer exists. And you wouldn't know oh, interesting. Them. They weren't like a yeah. brand name. It was a tele- yeah. telematics company at the time. So yeah. I suppose the random ones, that would probably annoy me more than if it was, yeah. a, if it was a well-known yeah. company. Yeah, check check out my dot com. I you know my dot com company that no one knows about. Oh, you know, you know from what would be cool you know. if you had something like one of the ones that um, what was what was the one Enron that went out of en- business? <laughs> I bet you that'd oh, have a cult following. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But also, uh, there people would be mad. They're like, I wanna, I wanna. I want to buy your Enron Rolex and then drive over it. <laughs> yeah, I bet you that would be a good speculation because, I mean, that's still yeah. very much, you know, there's people that lost their pensions and everything. But once yeah. these things end up ultimately becoming a parody, don't I, they, in the future? And I, I wonder whether they would become more collectible because of that. It's interesting that you say that, but if well, that um one of the very very expensive watches that I reviewed at Bob's Watch is one of their vintage ones. I think mm. we talked mm-hmm. about this at the time. I couldn't show the back of it because it in, somebody's social security number was engraved, and apparently that was a common oh, thing. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! My 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 mom did that back in the day. She put she put our social security number on a television. This this dates exactly when I was alive. She put it on a television to be like, you know, so that like you'd be able to trace it. So you'd be like safe. Like and she she knows now not to do that, but like, yeah, that was the thing that you did totally. Someone's social security on it. Well, that's great. You can just like 
you get a nice used Rolex and some identity theft, some light identity theft. It's, it's amazing <laughs> how that you know the internet has really caused that that identity theft thing to yeah. to happen big time, isn't it? Because yeah. otherwise yeah. it would be you would go into the car dealership and they'd be like, oh, can you prove your social security? And I'd be like, well, I've got this TV that has it. Is this right. as good as <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly this huge? It's like, I have these belongings TV. that so that so that when they get stolen. Like, you know, again, because in the 1970s, like this was, you know, this was how you were going to thwart crime, you know, uh, by by writing all your personal information down. Now it's just like, you know, cannon fodder. It's just more information for the thieves. Yeah, it's actually actually your social security numbers more valuable than the TV that you're writing. Yeah, yeah, definitely now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, this is from a time where televisions were not a hundred dollars <laughs> so they were like televisions were much more than that and you had one or maybe two of them in your house yeah, it took uh, three so. people to move it because it was so heavy yeah. yeah i had the console tv downstairs and then had oh oh that's right uh no it was the television that my parents got for their wedding so we're talking like early 70s here so yeah that and that was like their like a prized possession and so it's funny now how it's like we have robots and we make tvs and they're super cheap sorry earth uh yeah <laughs> but, uh, i think but fascinating i think you're right though depending on what the company is it's yeah depending on what the I, company yeah, logo is it might increase the coolness of it yeah yeah i feel like yeah i feel like a jimmy john's you know yeah jimmy john's you know whatever versus versus a personalized engraving that you had you know, kind of nothing to do with. Um, and I was thinking, what's um, uh, what's the engraving on the back of Steve McQueen's uh, one of his watches? It's it's like uh, his wife engra- engraved Paul it. And it watch, yeah. Paul Newman's. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Paul Newman's. Yeah, and his her, her his wife engraved it. And it was just uh, drive safe me. It was just like drive safe, comma me. But it wasn't that was even, it, you know? it wasn't even engraved that well. Somebody did it with a Dremel or something. It wasn't yeah, like, exactly. It, just kind of took the took a screwdriver and just kind of yeah, it was rough. It was rough. But uh, but yeah, that's almost like a you know if it's if it's an engraving that's not like nondescript, you know, then it's kind of like of a cool story. But yeah, whenever there's like personal information on it, I feel like oh well, I guess I'm now the caretaker for this for this piece. Well, when I when I reviewed that Norcane watch that they engrave a plate on the side of the watch and it is removable and they will make ah. you a new plate. So you can either okay. remove it or if you have another kid, they can engrave the kid's name or if you get divorced, they can take your wife's name. So they can actually, <laughs> right. they've actually thought ahead of that, right. how, how yeah. to engrave a watch. And of course, yeah. uh, Rolex is now the only thing you can customize it to my understanding is the engraving on the back. They don't print on the dials right. anymore. It's, yeah, they don't, Tudor, yeah, they won't Tudor do that. Do it, but, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's certain rules. Uh, don't get personalized license plate with your significant other. Don't do that. That's no. I mean, I know you can change the. I know you can change the plate later. But yeah, that plate idea is good. Uh, on uh, Christine's Stova, uh, they gave me the option. I was not creative at the time. I was dumb and not creative. But they did give me the option to engrave the rotor. Oh, interesting. So that's kind of, you know, so it's like, so on those display back watches, you can actually, you can actually laser or something into the rotor, which you, is You could put which something really clever like, um, you give my life balance or something, couldn't you, on the rotor? No, 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 no. You spin me right round. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> 
exactly. Perfect. I missed the opportunity. I have to, um, so I have to go order a rotor from Stovall. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, guys, let us know in the comment section or even better, head on over to the Facebook group and let us know if there's any, uh, keep it civil, but if there's any engravings on the back of watches that you might not like. But um, as always, we really appreciate you watching and listening and also welcome to all of our new listeners on audible and over on amazon music so welcome welcome to the fold everyone we welcome. just uh, became live on those platforms so as always we appreciate you watching and listening and we'll see you next time on casual watch talk thanks guys bye